this is a short little ditty. This bad boy interrupted my work on something else. I'm in the middle of uh, finishing up. I'm going to say I'm in the middle of. I'm finishing up a a book manuscript that I'd be really, really excited to share with you sometime soon. But this piece forced me to take a break from that and spend a little time with it. It's uh, satirical. I think it's funny. You could be the judge. The name of this this short six-page short story is uh, Grandma Pearl. Grandma Pearl had a baby. Nobody could figure it out. Everyone knew that she had herself a beau, Dennis Earl, who used to come around to sit with her on the back porch, but he said it wasn't none of his. Swarping down that all they ever did was sit and look out across the bottoms. The trees still grew thick. Uncle Remy wanted her to sell exactly because of those trees. The Mayor Paper Company would probably be coming for them real soon. The county's biggest property owners, they'd already cleared out all of the others. Grandma Pearl said that if they did, though, she wasn't going nowhere. Uncle Remy told her to stop fooling around. That's enough now, Mama. And now you're pregnant? You need to cut this nonsense out. She just laughed at him and said that it was going to come out one way or another. What will the pastor think, Aunt Teresa said, scolding her mother. You're too old for this. It's just a disgrace. The truth, though, was that nobody knew how old Grandma Pearl really was. She would never tell anyone. I'm old enough to know to keep that to myself, she said, and refused to celebrate her birthdays. The church ladies remembered her from their heydays. They speculated that she had to be in her upper 80s. Pearl is as old as me, Sister Jokes, the president of the Mother's Board said during one of their monthly meetings. She always been a wild, fast little thing. Grandma Pearl never cared what others would think. She just went about her business as her belly kept right on growing. Thing is, as she got along further and further, Grandma Pearl started to look younger and younger. Mama, I done told you to cut this nonsense out. Now you running around looking like some young kid? Well, I'm not having it. Grandma Pearl just laughed and said to him, No, you're not, son. I am. That made Uncle Remy mad, and he stormed out of the house and said he no longer wanted to talk about it. 
Everybody knew when he did, though, that it wasn't true. Not really. Uncle Remy was expected back for Sunday dinner, where Aunt Teresa announced that she was ashamed and wished her mother would just stop de-aging. Mama, it's like you're going backwards. Just think of what the neighbors will think. Girl, I ain't think of it before. Why start now and ruin a good thing? Grandma Pearl's hair had turned lustrous and black. All the gray had gone away, and her brown cheeks grew taut and glowed with a cherubic light and youthful energy. About, about midway through the pregnancy, Reverend Donald Dunn stopped by her house to pray. Grandma Pearl gave him a cup of coffee and explained, before she sent him on his way, why she wouldn't be needing his services after that day. You know, Reverend, I think I've got this figured out, so you go ahead on. I'll let you know if we need you, but don't come here. I'll come by to see you. Reverend Dunn got up to leave in a huff. Grandma Pearl just laughed as she gave him his hat and coat. And don't expect me down to the church no more. I'll do all my praying while I'm sitting on the back porch. And that's just what she did. She sat on the back porch, staring off into the thicket of trees, humming and smiling and drinking her herbal tea. And when we all gathered round, she told us wonderful stories of a place called Africatown. And the last slave ship called the Clotilda, and how it was secretly burned down. Mama, Uncle Remy said, perplexed. What you doing? Where you get all this African mess? I'm confused. No. You were just never listening, Grandma Pearl said, as she sat knitting a blanket for the baby. The last Africans disappeared off into those trees, she explained. We came here on the last slave ship. But once we stepped off, we were free. Mama, them's the mayor's woods. Everybody know that. And you just watch. They gonna come kick you out your house if you're talking about it. Grandma Pearl didn't care. She said she wasn't worried, not one bit. Meanwhile, the rounder her belly grew, the younger she'd get. I just don't think it's right, Mama, Teresa pleaded. Pretty soon, you'll be as young as me. Grandma Pearl just smiled and said, don't you worry, baby, it'll be all right, you'll see. And when it was time, Grandma Pearl refused to go to the hospital, choosing to wait on the midwife. And looking like a young woman of about 35, she gave birth to a healthy baby girl in the family den. The baby's cries, announcing her arrival to the world, echoed throughout the house and down through to the bottoms. And down there, back up in those deep, dark woods. Something stirred. <laughs>
wakened once again, this time for good. Grandma Pearl and the baby were both doing well. The baby, though, the baby, though, didn't have a name. When it's time, Grandma Pearl said, we'll name her together. Everyone got excited and thought that they'd get to weigh in on what the miracle baby should be called. Grandma Pearl, though, just smiled and winked at me. I knew that's not what she meant. Meanwhile, strangest thing, they all soon became so used to things. Grandma Pearl and the new baby, they soon forgot that she was no longer an old lady. The news crews had come at first, soon after she had given birth. And there was even a pretty big deal made on the morning shows and on the front pages around the nation. But it didn't last as long as one would assume. And Grandma Pearl, soon enough, this young old lady who'd just had a baby, became old news. She was just fine with that. It simply smiled and laughed through most of it. Still, she refused to disclose who the baby's father was. Don't ask me about none of my business and I won't tell nobody about yours, she said and went right back and sat on the back porch, rocking the baby to sleep, staring off into the woods, humming softly. When I sat with her, Grandma Pearl shushed the baby and said, listen. And the wind blew through the trees and rustled the leaves and underneath it all, the drums thrummed and called. It was hypnotic. Aunt Teresa thought it wasn't very Christian. She was distraught from her most recent experiences. So much so that she stopped going to church when Sister Jokes, the mother's board president, was overheard making a comment. Pearl had been blaspheming for as long as I can remember with that African mess. Gonna have herself a little demon baby, I'm willing to bet. If Teresa hadn't known any better, she'd have thought that Sister Jokes had wanted her to hear what she said. Poor thing. She didn't really do confrontation. She chose instead to stay home, God bless her soul, and pray furiously while clutching the Bible for long stretches throughout the day. Grandma Pearl just smiled and said, Teresa, you keep that mess away from me. And Aunt Teresa was so distressed, she took to staying in her room, left me to cook and clean. Grandma Pearl called me her little blessing. I never met my daddy, Grandma Pearl's youngest son. He got himself killed over at the paper mill before I was born, and my mama would never know good, according to Uncle Remy. Grandma Pearl and Aunt Teresa raised me. And now, just as I was about to go head on and leave, Grandma Pearl done up and had a baby. That's not even mentioning that she had also somehow turned back the clock on her aging. Far as I could figure then, I thought it best to stick around, if for no other reason than to keep an eye on Uncle Remy specifically, but also to see how this would all play out. And of course, 
Uncle Remy had only gone and made things worse during Sunday dinner when he laid down the offer sheet from Rupert Stern and Draper, the law firm representing the Mayer family since way back when they first owned slaves. Look here. We've got to think like businessmen. These white folk offering us good money to leave. And what's a piece of property anyway? We can always buy some more, someplace. Aunt Teresa just rocked back and forth and wrung her hands. Grandma Pearl, with her young-looking old self, nursed the baby close to her breast and said to Uncle Remy, We ain't going nowhere, son. Can't you see? We got an obligation. We're the last ones. Uncle Remy just snorted and, storming out of the house, said, That don't make no sense. All that money them white folks trying to give me and you want to throw it away for some legacy? It's all said and done, though, baby, Grandma Pearl said, never getting up from her rocking chair. It's all we got left. And we got to keep it. Here. In our hearts. Hold it dear and make sure that our history endures. Forever. Grandma Pearl wasn't talking to Uncle Remy. She was looking at me. I felt the weight of all that family history, as if she were transferring something really heavy to my shoulders. It was hard to explain the next morning when Grandma Pearl and the baby were gone, but I wasn't surprised. I could hear the drums too. Steady, rhythmic. They beckoned with their message. Grandma Pearl once told me, when I was just a little girl, that there were ghosts living out there amongst the trees. Don't be afraid of them, though. Those are your ancestors. They still live out there in Africa town. They'll protect us, watch over us, if we just believe. And I do. I believe. I come out now and sit and look out across the bottoms, just like Grandma Pearl once did. And I listen for the drums. Of course, it surprised no one when Uncle Remy tried to sell the property as soon as he could, but he was just as perplexed as he was angry to discover that all of the deeds had been signed over to me. But I knew it. It was me and Grandma Pearl's last secret.